Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Primetime Alex Stein Show. And tonight we have a lovely program. But before we start the festivities, I want to sing a little song to my favorite vice president to ever exist. You know, she's my girl, Kamala Harris, right here. And I just want to say I love you too, Joe. But this goes out to my girl, Kamala. Just let the words ease your pain as we go insane for the Ukraine. Yes, I am squeezing. Kamala Harris is my favorite Indonesian. And I'm going so dang wild. Want to get you pregnant, have a child. No abortion in that womb. I'm going to back you with a broom. I'm going to do what I want. I don't call you a C-U-N-T. Don't you want to get nasty? Yes, I am. Super freaky. Kamala, I'm going to like you like Pamela. Anderson with the double D's. Kamala, on your knees. For the mayor, I'm playing number one. Ryan, say a what? can I say? Kamala will make the gay straight and she will end all black hate. I love you, Kamala. I love your boobs like Pamela Anderson. And I'm feeling so handsome. And I'm looking like a flirt. Kamala in the miniskirt. Yes, we go real crazy. In the bed, no, I'm not lazy, Kamala. I want the body, eat you up like a queso party. Dip the chip in the sauce. When I'm done with you, you'll be the boss. Joe Biden is insane. Can't do a damn thing right. The president shouldn't be white. I love you, Kamala. Titties like Pamela. Anderson, you aren't a clone. When I rhyme for you, I'm in the zone. I love you so. Dang much, Kamala, that booty I want to touch so much. Spread it open, let me see that brown hole is looking white. I don't know what I'm doing tonight. Joe Biden shouldn't be white. I love you guys. I'm Primetime Alex Stein. Let's start the show. My grind so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. But break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Prime Time with Alex Stein. Tonight is another great evening. In the Matrix, with my friends, we have some incredible guests. we got Bart Sabrell going to tell us about the moon landing hoax. Then we have Sean Spicer coming on to tell us about his experience and uh, what it was like to come in sixth place on my favorite show, Dancing with the Stars. And if you didn't know this, Dancing with the Stars is now actually on Disney+. Plus. So we're going to get into all the Dancing with the Stars questions that you have for Sean. But before we do that, guys... This show, we are trying to build a community of like-minded individuals, of like-minded supporters. But in order to do that, I feel like the best way would be to connect to the audience. And you say, oh, Alex, by connecting to the audience, how do you help them? Well, here at Primetime with Alex Stein, we're starting a new segment. It's called The Love Blimp. And in this segment, we're going to have bachelors and bachelorettes come on the show and express what desires they have in a Sexual partner, love partner, dating partner, romantic partner, trans, non-binary partner. But in order to facilitate that, we're going to put these bachelorettes and bachelors into a competition-style dating show that you have never seen because it's prime time 99. And you know that I was dropped on my head as a child and I have terrible uh, mental health issues, so you know this show is going to be insane for the Ukraine. But with all that being said, we're going to have multiple bachelors and multiple bachelorettes, and we're going to put the onus on the audience to choose to see who you want to see go on a date with our lovely bachelors and bachelorettes. So this is an interactive program, and we're going to let you play Cupid. I can't even say that. Cupid. It's because I eat so much cumin. I eat a lot of uh, Mexican food. But it's Cupid. You are going to get the chance. So with that all being said, we're going to play our first installment, and we had a lovely bachelor, Dunye. Dunye was born in Florida, which is debatable. But that's what he says. I haven't seen his birth certificate. But he's a lovely young man. And he's a potential bachelor. So let's run the clip 
And after it, let us know in the comment section if you want him to be the main bachelor on The Love Blimp. They did a fake thing? Did you see that? Are you trying to do a Jesse Smollett on me? No, I'm not. Admit it. Dunye, I want this on record. Dunye, say that you're not doing a Jesse Smollett African razzle-dazzle deal on me. I am not pulling a Jesse Smollett with the Nigerians. I'm not Nigerian, so those are what, that's probably what Nigerians do, but I'm not Nigerian. Does this thing work? All right, all right, that's it, that's it, that's it, Danye. I can't, I don't know, we can't do this, you gotta go. Okay. Here at Primetime with Alex Stein, you know we are always trying to hook bachelors up. We know this dating world is insane, so we're doing a little twist on it, and we're creating a new way for men to find women, and that's why we have on our first guest, Danye. Danye, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. How are you doing, my friend? Good, thank you for having me. So Dunye is here to potentially be one of the bachelors to go on a date with one of our beautiful ladies, but we want to give him a pre-interview to see if you think that he's cutting the mustard and he deserves to be the bachelor vying for these women's attention. So Dunye, why do you deserve to be the main bachelor? I deserve to be the main bachelor because I am real, I'm authentic, I'm kind, I'm a people's person, and I have the patience to deal with any type of, whether it be relationship with a woman or a friendship, family member, I have the patience to deal with people and understand oh. them. And you So know, patience is the thing. and that, I, I try not to mess up on the date. So I always, you, How long has it been since you've been in a relationship? Uh, it's been about, you want me to be honest? Yes, come on. This is you, the audience wants to know the honest truth, guys. I haven't dated since I was like a teenager. Are you kidding? Are you a virgin? No. What? So you had sex as a teenager? Yes, I have, but I haven't been in a relationship. How long has it been since you've been laid? It's been about two years. Wow. So. Dunye needs this bad, guys. You're going to be able to vote for him. He's been celibate for two years. So is that like, are you a member of the Church of Scientology? No, I'm not. Uh, it's just I've, I am a better bachelor than any of Is it working? Hey, is this working? Oh, okay, I didn't. I, I'm deaf in this one ear. Um, so, is you okay? Yeah. Is this strong? That is. Yeah. Is it stronger than weed? But, I mean, no. have you ever do you smoke weed? Um. Are we, you a pothead? I mean, we're on camera. Can I say it on camera? Oh my God! We have another weed guy. How is he not going to be in the contestant? This isn't a pothead contest. Why would some girl want to date Snoop Dogg? Well, because she can be Snoop Dogg's wife. Oh my gosh! And he's not even a virgin. He's over here smoking. Do you use fentanyl too? No. You Only haven't weed. had sex in two years because you're getting high every day smoking weed. Think so? Did you smoke today? No, I did not at all, actually. Yeah, because you seem very lucid and like dialed yeah. in right now. Well, this is serious, so I don't... I Dating tend, is serious. Yeah, so I, t I tend to only smoke when it's like, I know. just, I don't know. I don't, because you realize you put me in a predicament. All of a sudden I put you on a date and some girl, you're driving in the car, you got a big bag of weed. Weed's not legal in Texas. Next thing you know, she gets arrested. Then I'm getting sued because I put somebody on a date with Mr. 420 smoke a lot. <laughs> so. Is this working? <laughs> Can you hear this? Yes. I can't hear it. I can't. Are you? Hey, production, I don't know if I can hear that. I heard it. Listen, Pretty strong. Listen, Dunye, you seem like a heck of a young man. Great guy. You killed this interview. But you might have killed yourself in this interview process. Because how can I put any beautiful bachelorette with a big stoner 420 pothead? Well, I'm not a pothead. I actually haven't. I didn't start smoking until I was like, I'm 23, about to be 24. So I didn't start smoking until I was about 22, 20. Oh, my gosh. Listen, it's your right to smoke all the pot you want, Dunye. But you got it. I think you got to go right now. This is not that disqualifies you from this, this show. OK. Where are you from, Dunye? Um, originally, I am from Florida. So I can't call like ICE and get you deported for smoking marijuana? No. Are you I'm, sure? I'm, no. Because you said your name's French. Yeah, my, I am African. You're not trying to get like a 90-day fiancé type deal. 
No. You know that gimmick, right? Yeah, I do. You know anybody that's done the 90 Day Fiance deal? Uh, no, I don't at all. All right, now, now I think we're getting a 90 Day Fiance scam artist <laughs> in here. And you are African? Yes, I am. Did you see Jesse Smollett with those African guys that did a <laughs> fake thing? Did you see that? Are you trying to do a Jesse Smollett on me? No, I'm not. Admit that. Dunye, I want this on record. Dunye, say that you're not doing a Jesse Smollett African razzle-dazzle deal on me. I am not pulling the Jesse Smollett with the Nigerians. I'm not Nigerian, so those are what, that's probably what Nigerians do, but I'm not Nigerian. Does this thing work? <laughs> all right. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it, Dunye. I can't. I don't know. We can't do this. You got to go. Okay. Thank you, Dunye. Yeah. We'll have somebody meet you out there. Oh. Give you a sandwich or something on the way out. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll give it to you. There's some sandwiches and there's some scraps out, um, out there. Thank you, Danya. All right, guys. Well, we'll see who the Bachelorette chooses. Why do these people object? Well, guys, I don't know if you actually enjoyed Dunye, but you know what? I think he's a heck of a fella. And yeah, he likes to imbibe and a little bit of weed. But you know what? So does Hunter Biden. And he's, you know, Joe Biden's uh, smartest friend. So uh, let's just give the guy a break. He seems like a heck of a guy. And if you want to see him go on a date or be the potential bachelor, make sure to let us know in the chat. We want ones for yes, twos for no's, or you can put D's for Dunye. Because D's for Dunye is the only way. We have to spread that love and good vibrational energy, and that's what we're gonna do, because we're gonna get people laid, and we're gonna get people paid. That is the promise of the love blimp. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. All right, guys, now we're going to get to what you've all been waiting for. Uh, oh, actually, let me do this little, uh, get this out of the way. Blaze TV is a news and entertainment for people who love America. No matter what age you are, there's something on here for you. You'll get all the news of the day, but you'll also get so much more, from opinion to spirituality, from observations on world events to outright comedy. There truly is something for everyone. All you need to do is pick the plan that fits you best and then watch live and on demand on your favorite device anytime, anywhere. Are you a student, a member of the military, or a first responder? If so, don't forget to include that when you subscribe and you'll get $30 off on an annual pass. The left wins the cultural battles, but Blaze TV is out to win the cultural war. That effort depends on you. So sign up today, get all the entertainment and enlightenment you've been missing. Join Blaze TV today and get $30 off an annual pass with our student, military, or first responder discount. Just go to subscribe.blazetv.com. Click the verification button and enter your ID to get started. That's $30 off an annual pass for students, military, first responders at subscribe.blazetv.com. Again, subscribe.blazetv.com. All right, guys, now! No, nope, Alex, Alex. What? Nope, nope, we have to address something. Yeah, I didn't know you are are you working today? I thought you guys unionized. What are well, you guys doing? Well, here's the thing. Uh, we realized that unionizing takes quite a bit of paperwork, so we're still waiting on that to be fire, filed, and... I did realize that I rely entirely on this place for snacks, so we're still here. We're still very angry, but we're here. Um, but apparently, you did meet some of our demands, um, didn't Brandon? What will you get? Yes, I have received the Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Yes, good. But I have yet to receive Lauren Compton's phone number. That's yeah, I wanted number two. That's yeah. true. Uh, okay, okay. And well you are struggling with the Mo Money. And mo bitches. That's true, but I, guys, what are you talking about? I'm doing the freaking the, the love blimp. I'm trying to get more bitches and more money for all you guys. I just said I'm gonna get you laid and get you paid. I'm trying, Brandon. I'm I trying. Will call, I will call the Clintons. 
Do not call the cleanse. I do not want to get suicided and kill myself by shooting myself two times in the head. All right, guys, listen. Let's get to our lovely guest. He's an incredible guy. Uh, Bart Sabrell is a documentarian. You might know him. He has an incredible uh, uh, documentary. It's called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. And, and what's also great about Bart is he was actually, he, he's like me. He goes and confronts the people that he thinks are liars. And he's most famous for actually getting punched by the one, the only, uh, which, uh, bar, which, which astronaut uh, punched you? Buzz Aldrin. Buzz was the one that, that punched you. Is that correct? Uh, I don't remember. I was punched so hard it gave me amnesia. <laughs> uh. Well, Bart, welcome to the show. You're a friend of mine. We've spoken about the moon a lot. But a lot of the Blaze TV audience, they, they're already in the chat saying we're liars. We're tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists. We're idiots. Obviously, we went to the moon. For me, there's a lot of in inconsistencies with their story, and we'll get into it. We're going to play a little clip here in a second. But this is what's frustrating, is that we had the technology in 1969 through 1972 to go through the Van Allen radiation belts twice, so that's 12 trips. Not only that, nobody died on the missions. We were able to come back. Everything was you know, totally fine. But yet today, we cannot recreate that technology and go to the moon. Isn't that pretty laughable? Is the moon technology the only technology that goes backwards, Bart? Yeah, I would say there's four incontrovertible proofs. Each would prove it in a court of law that we didn't go to the moon. The first of which, Alex, is what you said, deductive reasoning. Today, with 50 years better technology than they had in 1969, the farthest that NASA can put a human into space is 250 miles. Now, the moon is a thousand times farther. So what they're really saying is in 1969, when all of NASA combined had one millionth of computing power of a cell phone, they were able to send human beings a thousand times farther into space than they can today with 50 years better technology, which means that for the first time in history, technology was greater in the past than in the future. But that's a historic and scientific impossibility. Yes. Therefore, you can prove with just logic that they did not go to the moon, that that means that the claim was fraudulent. Well, and after all, there's no independent press coverage. Of course. No, no, no. We're going to talk about that. But first, no, no, but Bart, no, we're going to get onto that. But at first, now I want to play this clip because we're talking about the technology. So now this is a clip from NASA telling us that they destroyed the technology and that they're not able to pass through the Van Allen radiation belt. So let's watch that clip. I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. But going, I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do Where that anymore. Go? We used to, <laughs> but we uh, destroyed that technology, and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. But going to Mars. We are headed 3,600 miles above Earth, 15 times higher from the planet than the International Space Station. As we get further away from Earth, we'll pass through the Van Allen belts, an area of dangerous radiation. Radiation like this could harm the guidance systems, onboard computers, or other electronics on Orion. Naturally, we have to pass through this danger zone twice, once up and once back. But Orion has protection. Shielding will be put to the test as the vehicle cuts through the waves of radiation. But Orion has protection. Shielding will be put to the test as the vehicle cuts through the waves of radiation. But Orion has protection. Shielding will be put to the test as the vehicle cuts through the waves of radiation. Sensors aboard will record radiation levels for scientists to study. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. For this flight, it's time to head home. Yeah, so basically there's two good points there. The first one is that you don't take an equivalent of a $200 billion investment and destroy it. I mean, would Bill Gates spend $200 billion on the first supercomputer? It works great, then he throws all the hardware and the schematics in the furnace. No, maybe they should have done that with the atomic bomb. But just 10 years later, after 1945 first exploded the first atomic bomb, they were 1,000 times more powerful. 
So if we could go to the moon on the first attempt with one millionth of computing power of a cell phone, we would have been on Mars 10 years later. We'd be in another solar system by now, and there'd be bases all over the moon, which there aren't because it can't be done. And then secondly, the gentleman, Kelly Smith, said that the technology necessary to survive a trip to the moon and back for humans to survive that radiation, that that technology has yet to be invented. So how exactly did the astronauts go to the moon and back and not die from the radiation if the technology to do so has yet to be invented? This is why there's mannequins orbiting the moon on Artemis and not humans. I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? 50 years ago, they can leisurely drive a car and play golf on the moon. And 50 years later, with five decades better technology, they can only send mannequins to orbit the moon and not land. You but Bart, have a greater technology in the past than in the future, which means it was a forgery. But Bart, why do you all of a sudden trust NASA? You know that with Operation Paperclip, we brought over Werner von Braun, who was one of the biggest Nazi scientists. As a matter of fact, in his rocket factory, they would uh, oftentimes, this could be, you know, urban legend, that they would hang the slowest Jew and that this Werner von Braun was guilty of a lot of war crimes. But because of Operation Paperclip, America was able to take him from Germany, give him a high powerful position in basically a military wing, you'd call NASA basically a military wing of our government, and then on top of that he becomes best friends with Walt Disney. So all these people that get mad at Kanye West, why aren't all the people that are mad about anti-Semitism not getting mad that NASA was started by literal Nazis? Well, the State Department said had he lived a couple of more years, he was about to be indicted by uh, the State Department for war crimes against humanity. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, Alex, but we have breaking news about the moon landing fraud. Uh, first of all, I've, I'm going to hit my screen share button and show you a couple of images here. And um, these uh, images you can see for free at sabrell.com. If you want to know whether the moon landings are fake or not, you can prove it with one photograph. Let me just start. Is it of the lander? Because I think we have that graphic. Is it just a photo? Well, ba ba basically, you have here on the left a photograph I took in sunlight. Sun is at 92 million miles away or 93. It's a million times bigger in volume than the earth. Here, shadows in sunlight always run parallel. It's impossible for shadows to intersect yeah, but, but, in sunlight. No. Over here on the right is a picture they claim is taken on Bart, the moon. Bart, we can't see the, the graphics. Shadow the, the, goes this way. This way. And it's a 90-degree intersection. We can't, we can't see the graphics. But, no, that, that is very good. And this, yeah, okay. this, well, this let, is, me, let me go to the new No, no, but, but, but let's just talk about it because the show's not that long. So, so, listen, what about this? And we can show this photo. I don't know if we have it of the lunar lander. Why was there not the lunar lander? No, it's a, the other uh, picture. Okay, thanks, Jimmy, for putting that on uh, when I asked you to do that. All right, um, uh, once again, my producer made a huge mistake. You know, he went to Princeton. My producer went to Princeton. And... Uh, uh, you, you wouldn't even know if you actually just didn't know him. You would say, oh, that guy went to community college in, you know, the back of like a whorehouse. Um, uh, okay, so Bart. Well, basically, uh, the, the, the breaking information we have is a deathbed confession from a gentleman by the name of Cyrus Eugene Akers. This is in my book at sabrell.com. This book, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list, just released an audio that I read or Kindle or print. You hear the deathbed confession of Cyrus Eugene Akers. He was the chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968. On his deathbed, as he's about to die and meet God, he wanted to make sure he did his best on Judgment Day. He confessed to being a murderer. He said he murdered a co-worker at Cannon Air Force Base because his co-worker friend was going to tell a national secret to a reporter because he thought what the government was doing in secret was morally wrong. He said he killed this person to cover up the moon landing fraud, which was filmed at Cannon Air Force Base June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968. He stood beside President Johnson the first day of filming, who was there, who gave him a list of 15 VIP eyewitnesses who were allowed in. We published that list in the book, some of these people are still alive. Now, when his son gave me this information, less than two years ago, his house was broken into 
All the information about his father being at Cannon Air Force Base was confiscated, and he was threatened with the death of himself and his family if he ever spoke to me again about this information. So now we know exactly where the Apollo missions were filmed. Cannon Air Force Base, June 1st, 2nd, 3rd of 1968. Someone said so on their deathbed and even confessed to a homicide to cover it up. There were also 15 people that President Johnson allowed in. Now, this guy was the chief of security at the Air Force's most secretive base. And on his deathbed, he said it was all a hoax. He published that list in the book. And so some of these people are still alive. So we have all this proof, including classified footage that I uncovered of fake photography. We have a reel of footage of NASA. Wait, wait, I got to cut you off, Bart. What about the pictures of Michael Collins that they admitted that were fake? People don't realize this, that there's actual photos of Michael oh, Collins. We have better than that. You can see this for free. At but what I'm saying, for, for the people that don't know at home, what happened was is they used a photo of Michael Collins during the you know uh, pre preparation for the mission. And then after the mission happened, they shared one of these photos as if it was during the actual mission and they got caught doing it. And they had to admit that they used fake photos. So this is my problem. If they use one fake photo, then why not make all the photos fake, Bart? We uncovered a classified reel of footage that when you pop it in, it says at the header of the film, do not show to the public. It's dated by NASA's own atomic clock two days into the flight of Apollo 11, and they're using a one-foot model to pretend that it's the Earth floating in space as if they're looking back at the Earth from halfway to the moon. We even have a third track of audio of the CIA audibly telling them to fake a four second radio delay to make it appear as if they're halfway to the moon when in fact they're in Earth orbit. They never left Earth orbit. Alex, I showed this reel of footage to the news director at NBC. He fell back in his chair, turned pale white, put his hand over his mouth and said, my gosh, this proves they didn't go to the moon. I said, yeah, when are you going to broadcast it? He says, I cannot do that. It will cause a civil war. Yeah. Ten years later, another news director at NBC sees the same footage, which you can see for free at sabrell.com. Just click on video link number two. And NBC flew me to New York, put me up in the Waldorf Astoria, interviewed me, nice gave me thousands of dollars for the exclusive broadcast rights of this classified footage of part of the Apollo 11 being falsified right in front of your eyes. They said, we're going to break this story nationwide. The moon missions are fake. They told me they got a call from the federal government who threatened them, and they backed down and did not air the footage. We well, Fox, you know, Fox did a very famous special. Day. Bart, what about Fox's special, you know, uh, you know, about the moon? And basically they stopped running that because it basically, you know, said that we didn't go. Yeah, I well, mean. Fox covered it, so we've had major, you know, outlets have covered it. Yeah, but what, what does this mean? I mean, it means that the most outrageous conspiracy theory is absolutely true. It's not a theory they didn't go to the moon. It's a fact. It means that our government is so arrogant. That Don't get me started on the government. They're the biggest liars ever. But Bart, Bart, let's play this clip. What you're most famous for is that you actually went and confronted them. You actually went and put a Bible in these astronauts' face and you said, hey, swear on a Bible. So uh, tell us a little bit about that thought process doing that and let's play the clip and then I want to hear your thought process after. Well, the most interesting one is not the punch. The most interesting one is when I set up a TV monitor and Edgar Mitchell, yeah. Apollo 15 astronaut or 14 astronaut, and I show him the classified footage that NBC agreed proved the moon missions were fake. He turns beet red, literally assaults me from behind, and in the commotion, we leave a wireless microphone on him. And in the commotion, my camera operator forgets to hit stop record. So while he and his son are in their house with the door closed and the camera is in the back seat of the rental car in the driveway, we're unintentionally recording their private conversations in their house. The film secretary doing the transcript months later called me up frantically and said, Bart, they're talking about calling the CIA to have you assassinated. You can hear them say No, I heard it. No, I, I've seen the clip. You hear him at the end. He says, does he need to get waxed or, or get whacked? I mean, so if they really went to the moon, and I'm some silly person who thinks it was done in a TV studio, why would the CIA care? Okay, here's the clip. This is slow-mo. So and th this is Buzz. Buzz is what, like almost like 90 now? How old is Buzz now? 
I think it was in his 70s back then. That was like from oh, 21 years ago. Wow, you've really been in the scene for a long time, and he gives you that l that little right hook. Did it hurt? Uh, yeah, it actually caused a tooth problem. But, uh, you know, <laughs> what can you do? You're supposed to turn the other cheek, right? So, yeah. Uh, I did. And, uh, you know, I, I even though he did assault me, the prosecutor of Beverly Hills said, yeah, he committed assault, but we're not going to prosecute him because he's a celebrity. And it's like, had I punched him, I would have gone to jail. He punches me, he's not even prosecuted. So there's not equal justice in the law, is there? No. And uh, I later apologized. I, I should have, you know, not said those things that provoked him. The, the part that made him upset wasn't that he was a liar, wasn't that uh, he was a thief for taking two grand for giving an interview about something he didn't do, is that I called him a coward, but he, but he is. He's afraid to look bad to the world, to his relatives, who he spent his entire life saying he walked on the moon when he did not. He's afraid to look bad, and that may cost him his soul in the future because you have to confess your wrongdoing in order to be right with God. Cyrus Eugene Akers knew this, and you can see his son talk about this deathbed confession at sabrell.com. It's one of the four videos featured on the homepage. You know, if I walked on the moon, yep. someone thought otherwise, I would find that hysterically funny. I would say, sure, I'll swear on a Bible. Would two Bibles make it better? But he acted as though I walked up to him in front of his wife and said, how's your mistress? She says, hello. He got mad because it is the truth. You see, a sword with no point causes no injury. So this is the sad state of affairs. Susan from YouTube goes before Congress and says we need more censorship so that silly things like we didn't go to the moon can be taken down. Susan, say that. Did she actually talk about the moon landing? Wait, Bart, I got to cut you off. Did, she, did Susan really reference the moon landing on the... On... Absolutely. Oh, that wow. was the first thing that came out of oh, her wow. mouth during the censorship hearings was we need to have censorship so that silly things like we faked the moon landing can be taken down. Well, that's a fact that they faked it. What she's really saying is we will take down the truth. So what's left? Lies. I mean, the inventor of the medicine that everyone's being tricked into taking. Yeah, yeah, we got to be very careful, Bart. We got to be very careful on the live stream about saying anything for YouTube. Being careful with the words I'm saying, listen carefully. The inventor of the medicine that people are being tricked into taking. Nah, everybody knows it's really good and safe. With, we we got to be very careful, Bart. We can talk about the moon. We can't talk about anything medical. Okay, well, you know, everybody knows, so we don't trust the government. We, that's what it comes to. My point is that that person is never interviewed. You would think he'd be the number one guest on every news program. Everyone's taking this medicine. Let's have the inventor of it put in his two cents worth. Just the opposite. So what that means is they're, they're taking down the truth, which only means lies are left. My book goes into great detail at sabrell.com about this. We found a CIA document that said in 1975, the CIA had 400 journalists on the payroll. Yeah, well, we know Operation Mockingbird. We know that. Okay, Bart, we got to wrap things up. My last question to you before we go, and I get this all the time because I'm famous for confronting politicians. I've gotten, I've had run-ins with AOC, Dan Crenshaw, and they say, oh, Alex, that's fake. That's stage. What do you say to the people that say you're fake or that you're a government agent? You know, have you ever, I'm sure you've heard that. What do you say to those people, Bart? Actually, I've never heard that, but... You've never heard that at all? Because I've heard that on the internet. They say because you're connected to all the astronauts that, like, you're really, you no, know... I mean, th this uh, little episode in my life has caused more injury to me yeah. than profit. I mean, it caused uh, family relations to fall apart, and I was even kicked out of a church after Buzz Aldrin punched me. Wow. Because they thought, how dare I make a national hero look bad? You know what I mean? Well, he's a criminal. I mean, the, our government lied about the most important accomplishment in human history. They gave him congressional medals of honor for being such good liars. And then, if I may say, I interviewed Betty Grissom and Scott Grissom. Gus Grissom, Gus Grissom's wife, who Gus Grissom was supposed to be the lead astronaut on the Apollo missions. And he said, between two hours, we cannot speak between two towers. How are we going to speak on the moon? And then he I died instantly. I interviewed her for four hours. The details of that interview is in my book at sabrell.com. Here's what she told me, very important. On January 26, 1967, 
Virgil Gus Grissom comes home and says to her, "Hun, for some strange reason, the CIA is all over the launch pad at NASA today. I wonder why I've never seen them before. The very next day, the guy is dead. Okay, this is the guy who is going to be the first man to walk on the moon. He held an impromptu press conference where he put a lemon on top of the spacecraft, calling the thing a lemon, and days later, the day after the CIA shows up, he's dead. According to his widow, who I interviewed for four hours, he was murdered by the CIA. So and, and, but our- we got to wrap things up. But, but tell them, go research Gus Grissom, guys. For Literally, look what happened to Gus Grissom. Look what happened to Gus Grissom's family and what they say that he was murdered. Okay, so Bart, before you go, you gotta, we got to wrap things up. we got another guest waiting. So tell the people how they can find you and how they can support you. Yeah, just go to my last name, Sabrell, S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, Sabrell.com. You can get all of this new revelatory information in my book, which is interactive with 16 video clips. Every chapter, there's a clip to go to, which is also at sabrell.com. All right, Bart, thank you so much. I appreciate all the hard work you're doing. Keep your face safe from punches. Uh, Be safe. Get security. All right, guys, uh, you know, that was a great interview. Whether you believe we landed on the moon or not, I believe we did, and there's a lot of evidence for it. But Gus Grissom, look up him land, uh, excuse me, look up him hanging a lemon on the lunar lander. All right, well, that was an interesting uh, interview, to say the least, but now... We have an incredible in-studio guest. All the way from Palo Alto, California, we have the CEO of Silicon Valley Bank. Come on in, my friend. You can hurry, because the show is live. Thank you. Welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, my name is Alex Stanger. My pronouns are clown and clown self. Um, I understand you had your life savings in the Silicon Valley. Yeah, that's why you're here, because I'm trying to get some freaking answers, all right? I Listen, I did okay in the Bitcoin business. I did a little, you know, I bought some altcoins, made a little money. I sold some feet picks. I did some stuff to save up some money, all right? I had a little nest egg. I heard that there was this branch uh, in Silicon Valley that donated almost $100 million to Black Lives Matter. And as soon as I found that out, I said, I'm giving them my money. So I did the right thing. I went to Silicon Valley Bank and I put all my money in. Why am I poor? Where's all my money? Well, here's the thing, okay? And I'm going to be really (laughs) honest with you. Um, All of all of the stuff that's happening right now with the news, um, when they start talking about, you know, the Silicon Valley bank failure, they start talking about the train derailments in Palestine, Ohio. (laughs) It's a fake news operation to take attention away from what is actually important. What's really important? My money is what's important. What's important is that we need to. My life. My wife and her boyfriend are supposed to go to Cancun. They were going to use that money to go on a beautiful trip. I understand your frustration, but the most important thing we need to focus on is making sure that we arrest Donald Trump. Arrest Donald Trump? Where's my money? Why, 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 why can't you make any sense? What the hell are you talking about? Right, well, here's the thing, okay? Um, we were really big on disruptive innovation, and um, we actually we um, loaned out about $200 million to this really cool startup. They were making vegan cat food. What the hell, vegan cat food? Wait, Get off my wait, set! Wait, wait, No, I'm done, I'm not doing this! You lost all my money for vegan cat but, but it, it was for trans kids in the Austin Independent School District. Let me tell you about the ingredients. Um, we, our, our plant-based burgers, they're made from lab-grown vegetables, crickets, and human fecal matter. So all my money, you literally spent it on human shit. Is that what you're telling me? All my money went to shit. Well, we also had our own cryptocurrency. It was the vegan cat food LGBTQIA Ukraine coin. Um, VCF I'm in a little financial uh, pickle, as they say. I'm uh, not doing too well, but I'll be honest. We have an incredible guest, so don't let my sorrow and the bad things that are happening in my life affect you. And if you do want to help, you can give a super chat. Do we have any super chats? Yeah, no super chats, but that's okay. We don't need those. 
We don't need this because who needs money when I can be a prostitute? All right, well, now we're bringing on an incredible, oh, actually, before we bring on our guest, we have a little bit with the one, the only, Dave Rubin. Check out this interview, and this is just a clip of it. You're going to be able to see the whole thing on Blaze TV. Why do these people objectively, this is my point, and I, I love Donald Trump too, why can't they objectively look at Ron DeSantis and like him and say that he's doing a good job? Why do they have to hate him just to show alliance to Trump? Well, they all loved him until two minutes ago is basically the truth of the situation. Ron DeSantis is doing quite literally every single thing that anyone that is roughly right-leaning, whether you're a libertarian or a conservative or you know a disaffected liberal, whatever you want to say, he's doing everything that we could have asked, getting woke out of school, keeping taxes low, fighting ESG, fighting the gender nonsense, attacking Disney. He's doing literally everything, right? Mm -hmm. He's making it very clear that that is what his agenda, what he calls his blueprint is. He's exporting it to other states uh, on top of all of the COVID stuff that he fought. And now he has a panel going after Fauci and everybody else. So he's, he's literally doing everything as you know, Alex, I mean, what this all comes down to is that politics is primal. Politics yeah. is kind of nasty at times. And the Trump base right now, which I like Trump. Of I like course. him personally. I'm friends with his kids. I had dinner with them. They've been to my home. I like Trump. He's been very nice uh, to me. But this is a different thing. The question right now is, who do you think is is the best guy in 2023 to go forward and lead the not only the Republican Party, but the free world. My feeling right now is we need someone that is hyper-competent, hyper-focused, has the track record, et cetera, et cetera. Now look, I don't even know if DeSantis is gonna run. That's the God's yeah. honest truth, and, and I spend a decent amount of time with the guy. I don't know if he's gonna run, but I think he would be the best choice. We need a generational shift. Uh, that is not a knock on Trump, but as I've said in a couple tweets when the Trump people get mad at me, look, <laughs> If Trump wants to do this, there is a case to be made for Trump, absolutely, right? Like 100%, the yes. country was in a much better place. Mm -hmm. he, he is a fighter like nobody else. He knows how to play the game. There is a huge case to be made for Trump, but I want the Trump people and Trump himself to make that case. If your case basically, which is what I'm getting at this point, is that DeSantis is a rhino and a globalist, by the way, you backed him for two elections, yeah. you know, and half the people are saying, <laughs> oh, they'll back him in 28. It's like, that's not going to work with him. Maybe it worked with little Marco and lion Ted Cruz, guys who I like also, but maybe it could, that stuff work then. But to do it for the guy who has done everything all of us could have asked, I don't think that's the argument. There's an argument to be made. I think he just has to make it. No, and Dave, all, all you said, I mean, I really agree with basically everything you said, and I do love Donald Trump. I think that he was a great president. I think he got robbed, and I think that, you know, he just kind of has a, a, a vengeance. I'm saying I think he's a, a rightful to be spiteful and want to get back what he was rightfully taken from him. But long story short, this is what I would say, and I'm not, I'm an idiot. I'm basically dropped in my head. I'm a dummy. I don't know anything. But this I, is, I have that written down yeah, over here, by you the know way. That, Alex that, is you, an idiot. That's what they handed me on a card before we did this show. You can fact... Check that. But this is my point is, why doesn't Ron DeSantis right now put Trump over and try to protect Trump now? Because I think that that would ingratiate him with Trump's base. That's one thing that that I would, I'm surprised Ron hasn't done because he doesn't necessarily, uh, they're going to say, oh, he owes Trump so much because Andrew Gillum could have been governor and he was a crackhead on pills. So Trump, you know, did help us out with that. But I'm saying, I think that that would help DeSantis the most if he kind of came and white knighted for Trump. What do you think about that angle? Well, I think there's something there. You got to understand, though, just if you look at the events of the last couple of days, Trump made this announcement that he was going to be arrested on Tuesday, which yep. is today, the day we're taping this. He made that announcement on Friday. I'm pretty sure it was in the afternoon, almost into the evening, right, on East Coast time. DeSantis' first thing Monday morning made his statement. Everybody was going crazy. He didn't do it over the weekend, but <laughs> okay, so be it. And also, you have to remember, he was doing this off one Trump comment. There was no corroboration of any of this. And as far as I know, we're taping this around five o'clock or so on Tuesday. Nothing's happened. So Trump may have been playing the Trump TV game a little bit. And could the, could DeSantis's statement have been a little bit better? I, I don't know. Actually, he said that he he does. He thinks this is a farce. He's also 
you know, DeSantis has fired a Soros-backed DEA in yeah. Tampa, and he's in a lawsuit about it. So it's not like he loves these guys. And then, yeah, the quip about, I don't know what it's like to pay hush money to a porn star, that's funny. And that's when I funny. Saw all the Trump, that is funny. I mean, well, I don't when know I why everybody gets so Trump mad about that. upset about that, it's like, guys, you joke about everything, and it's all good. You're the king of trolls. You're you're the meme makers and all that stuff. Like, come on, have a sense of humor. I mean, that was that was funny, and DeSantis is not known for humor. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's like, would Trump calls him Meatball Ron and all this. I don't think that's really helping Trump. I, I you know, I, I just really, I, I'm just sad to see the direction it's going because they're two great individuals. But let's, let's be real with Trump. He didn't help out the J6ers. He loves the vaccine. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's definitely some knocks to Trump's presidency, but I love what he did with Roe versus Wade. So listen, we are in a conundrum. I hate that it's going to be so divisive because I talk about this all, I talk about this all the time. They want us divided. And now there's going to be some sort of civil war within the conservative party uh, Look, I'm, that's politics, man. It's primary politics. It is what it is. I agree. W- would it be much better? Like, there's such an easy win. If, if the idea is we really care about freedom in America and individual rights and capitalism more than any of the bickering, then there's such an easy win for them to sit down and work this thing out. And, and you know what? Anything can happen. Let's not forget, Trump surprises people. So I still think anything can happen here. I don't think this has to be scorched earth. You know, DeSantis gets the nomination, Trump runs third party, burns down everything. I don't think it has to be that. I think there is a way that some of this can shake out. And, you know, look, they'll both sharpen their skills throughout this. But I will tell you one other thing on this, and I truly mean this. And if you guys want to see the full conversation, go to blazetv.com slash primetime and make sure to use the code PIMP on a blimp for $20 off. That's blazetv.com slash primetime. Now, guys, the show the show is going to get really interesting. We have an incredible guest. Uh, he's really most known uh, for his legendary appearance on Dancing with the Stars, but he was also uh, Donald Trump's press secretary, the one, the only, Sean Spicer. Welcome to the program, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate the proper introduction, finally. Well, that, that's the first thing I have to ask. So tell us a little bit about your experience, because you might not know this, Sean, but my biological father is Tucker Carlson. And as a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars, he was robbed. He was kicked off the first episode. But people might not know this. You made it to sixth place. And as a matter of fact, they had to change some of the rules to prevent you from proceeding on in the competition. So tell us about your experience. Well, true story. And I'll tell you the other funny story. So I um, I had been asked to go on the show starting with right after when I uh, announced that I was leaving the White House. And um, and finally, after about the third time, I called Tucker and his wife, Susie, and I said, hey, listen, <laughs> I'm actually thinking about doing this. And and I when I was on the phone with Tucker and he, he yelled, he goes, hey, Susie, come here. Sean's on the phone. He wants to know about doing this. And Tucker in pure Tucker form was just like, no way. This is the dumbest thing you've ever asked me. And Susie was like, absolutely. You got to do it. You got to do it. And so. I credit Susie for my experience. Uh, I had a blast. Um, so I, I think, look, I had, I really enjoyed myself. It was a fun thing. I'm a horrible dancer, as you saw. But you made it to uh, sixth place. You, you kept on advancing. What? Here's the thing. This is the thing you have to understand, Alex. I'm a horrible dancer, but I'm a good campaigner. <laughs> and half of the vote comes from, uh, from the judges, and half comes from uh, the the people. And you know, when when I did the show and they explained the rules to me, I said, great, I know that the judges aren't going to vote for me because I am artistically challenged, to put it mildly. <laughs> uh, but I know that I know how to campaign. That's my background. And so I ran a campaign. I had T-shirts, yard signs. I'm not kidding. I literally made a campaign commercial and I spent while well, everyone else on Mondays was out there doing like yoga and spins and working out. I was working the phones. I was doing radio interviews and putting out tweets and Instagram videos and mobilizing people. I mean, you know, so I realized that, you know, the the goal was to figure out how many votes you could get. And I did everything I could to make it happen. Well, so, Sean, you might not know this about me, but I have a long history in reality TV, especially competition reality TV, and they all say it's fake. So, you know, I mean, I know it's a dancing competition. It's a little different, but do you think it was fake? Do you think that people were, you know, got to advance past you because of the producers? Like, how legit was the competition, in your opinion? Well, I mean, I think if you saw my scores, you know, that they, they weren't fake. Um, I, look, I, I think there's no way... Look, maybe towards the end that they they definitely 
to the extent that did they give somebody maybe a song or a dance that they think is in their wheelhouse? Maybe. Right. So that they, they know what you're going to excel at so that they give you they, they, they try to give you a, a, a leg up in that 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 well. But there's only so much that they can do, because if they were caught cheating, um, it, it would be the end of it. So I, I think that to the extent that they knew what what would appeal to the audience or what would garner sympathy, maybe or do well. But there were definitely some shocks in, in our season. Um, but there's no question. I mean, look, I don't think it takes a genius to figure out that the Bachelorette yeah. do really well every season. Um, the you know, for the most part, there's a there's a little bit of a of a of a system to it. Um, and and so I, I don't know. I think some shows are are different than others. Uh, but look, I, I felt pretty confident in the system, uh, Dancing with the Stars. And, and for the people that might not know this, Dancing with the Stars has moved from ABC to Disney+. Plus. And speaking of kids' books, you are actually, uh, you have a kids' book that you're plugging. And before we get into it, so this is a kids' book right here, and it's called It's Perfectly Normal. And it's for ages 10 and up, Sean. And it talks about changing bodies, growing up, sex and gender. And this whole entire book, I got to go to this page, and you, you, I can't even show it on YouTube. I had to put, I had to censor it out. It's all about child sexualization, masturbation, and you know all kinds of stuff. Nothing that you'd ever see on ABC or Dancing with the Stars. So I'm saying, why are they sexualizing kids so much, and how is your book different than this trash that I'm holding? Well, I'll, I'll take your your question, your book first. <laughs> I I don't. I have two 12 year olds, and I think that there's a time and a place to talk about certain issues. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think part of it is to let kids develop. Um, and it's not to hide issues from them. It's to let them grow up and enjoy certain aspects of life as children, right? So, you know, there, there's books that talk about sexualization. There's books that talk about racism. It's not that we want to hide those issues from children and talk about the ills of society. But what 10-year-old needs to hear about certain issues? Let them let them grow. Let them develop. Um, and, and then start to make decisions for themselves as they get older. My book is is literally it's called the parrots go bananas you saw it up there it's about the dangers of fake news i don't use the word fake news i don't even talk about the media it's it's about two characters who play a game uh, it's by brave books so if you want to buy the book you can go to bravebooks.com and they they have a series right and it's part of their sagas meaning that the characters that appear in my book will appear in in probably the next author's book to some extent. And and the characters are, are playing a game that's basically like baseball in their little island, um, Freedom Island, and they get accused of cheating. If I kind of thought about all the circumstances that I've been in. Uh, I thought about a guy like Nick Sandman who was literally just sitting yep. there, gets accused of cheating uh, or doing something nefarious, obviously is innocent. But also, and one of the things that I, I literally was working with my kids when I wrote this book, because it's not just getting accused of cheating. What happens a lot for young kids, and it's actually not just young kids, it's clearly in the case of Nick Sandman and, and a lot of the stuff we face these days, it's about the pile on. And everybody is, you know, think about how many adults said, I can't believe what this young kid did. And what are they teaching at Covington Catholic High School? And so part of what I was talking to my kids as we were writing this book is they said, you know, it's interesting, dad, so many times where we get egged on to jump on the bandwagon and, and accuse somebody of something. Uh, and so part of what we address in the book is what it's like to not just be accused of it, but to have the whole group, the whole bandwagon jump on. And so obviously, you know, without giving a ton of stuff away because it's meant for four to 12 year olds and you're a little above the curve. Well, I read it at fourth grade. I mean, I read it at a four year old level, so it'd uh, be perfect. Well, as I tell people, look, it's made for four to 12 year olds. But if you know a reporter, maybe someone from CNN or the Washington Post, it, they could benefit from it as well. So. You know, the goal here is, is to show them the dangers of what happens by piling on. And and so what we hope is to say, and, and at the end, obviously, the, the two characters, Bongo and Asher, are are absolved of what happened. And there's evidence that it was an inside job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah the, you know, the parrots, they're willing to get anybody. Yeah. Um, so, so. Uh, I like the question mark, by the way, children's author. No, no, you are an author, but this is, I mean, really, come on, let's be honest, you're so famous for Dancing with the Stars. Who would go farther in Dancing with the Stars, uh, KJP or Jen Psaki? Uh, I'm going to guess uh, KJP, hands down. I think so, too. I think she's probably yeah. a more talented dancer. No question about it. But I think the question is who gets more votes. See, the, that's comes down, the, 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 again, you get back to the nut of the of the show, 
I think Saki gets more votes. I think KJP is a better dancer. That's a great answer. You really are in politics. Okay, so my producer, he's insane. He's, I don't know, he... He went to Princeton. He thinks he's so smart, and he always likes to ask a guest a question. So please, Jimmy, do not embarrass me. And please, we've talked about Dancing with the Stars. Hey, Princeton people are really likable. Me, Ted Cruz, Jeff Bezos. You're I mean. not likable, Jimmy. The show's almost over. Sean is busy. Please. All right. First off, uh, I apologize for leaving the question mark in. I wasn't sure if it was real or a bit, but you are a children's author. So yes, he's I- a children's What, Jimmy? You're my producer. He's here to sell the book. You don't even know what the hell he's... Jimmy, what the heck, dude? All you do is embarrass me. Ask your stupid question. Ask your question before the show's over, please, for the love of God. It's a bit embarrassing that I'm here. I'm here talking about a children's book about fake news, and then you literally put a fake news headline. I mean, it's- Exactly! Jimmy, you are the fake news media. That leads into my question. I was researching for the show, and um, I found, can you pull up New York Times No, we're not pulling, oh my God. I got this graphic, there was a New York Times article written about your Dancing with the Stars. Can you you pull that up? So, no, Sean Spicer really can't dance. They were so upset that you were dancing, but I found this quote amazing. Can you pull up the New York Times too? Spicer, the former White House press secretary and communications director, is something worse, an untruthful dancer. So how does one be untruthful while dancing is my question. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to be clear. uh, As a Catholic, I did go to confession, so I've been absolved of of every uh, aspect of dance lying. uh, My conscience is clean. All of those lying moves... (laughs) I've been absolved of. You have been absolved, but honestly, listen, my dance moves, Sean, they're pure lies. When I dance, you have no idea. I mean, it's all a lie, so we love it. Shakira would say, my hips don't lie. See, Sean is making funny jokes. Sean is way funnier than you will ever be, Jimmy, in a million years. You come on the show. At he least got you to have... hang out with the funniest person on the planet. He's tight with, with Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, are you kidding? So, yeah, let's talk about that real quick, Sean, because we, we got to wrap things up. But I want you to say, is Donald Trump the funniest comedian out there right now? Let's say China. Uh, I, I would just tell you this real quick. The night I got kicked off the show, I called, called the White House to tell him. I said, Mr. President, thanks for your support. I got kicked off. The first thing he says to me, he goes, was it rigged? And I said, and you said yes. You should have said yes. You need to sue them, put them in the gulag, Guantanamo Bay. You're really, you are no Fred Astaire. And I said, you're right, Mr. President, by the way. Um, but last, <laughs> I will say just real quick, thank you for the plug. The, the book is available at bravebooks.com. So guys, make sure to go get Sean's book. And listen, Sean, I just really uh, appreciate you coming out here and making time. Oh, we have a good mutual friend, Sarah Gonzalez, and she's the one that's really helped me with the blaze. So she said to be very nice to you, Sean. So we took it easy on you this evening, but we'd always take it easy on you because we respect you because you got sixth place on Dancing with the Stars. So thank you for coming on and tell the people where they can find you and how they can support you best right before you go. Thanks, brother. Uh, like I said, the book is at bravebooks.com. You can get it for a dollar this month. No kidding. It's the best deal under the Biden economy. And then I can be followed at seanspicer.com. Go get that spicy content from the greatest press secretary dancer to ever be in the White House. Thank you. God bless you, Sean. Keep up the great work and keep on helping these young kids. I feel like they're the biggest victim to this culture war. It's pretty sad. Exactly. Thanks, Alex. All right, guys. Well, it's been an incredible show. I mean, listen, I lost all my money, but my true wealth is you, the audience, because really, I don't need anything. I mean, yeah, I'd like a house. I'd like a car. But as long as I have a community of people that are here to watch me, my narcissism will be satisfied. So, guys, please, that's all I care about is that you watch the show and then enjoy it. Or if you don't enjoy it, leave a comment. Give some constructive criticism. Like I said, come on, dog. We got the love blimp coming up. You saw Dunye. We got the freaking CEO of SBV Bank or however you say it. I mean, you never know what to expect when you come to primetime with Alex Stein. So make sure to like this, subscribe, hit the like button. We want you to see what we're doing, all right, guys? And life is short. Please, I need you to support because life is short. But I, I, wanna, I see some guy creeping in the back. Is that still the – have you not gotten out of here, dude? Are you not leaving, dude? Why are you still here, dude? Well – Will you get off camp? Why, why are you here? I have some good news, actually. Where's my money? Well, it's about your money. Okay, okay. I, I actually, I just got off the phone um, with the Biden administration, and they actually agreed to bail out the Silicon Valley Bank. Oh, my God! Oh, man, get out of here! Get no, off my no. set! Get off my set! We're giving you your Get money! Get off my set! 
All right, guys. All right, that's the show. Every show, we end the same way with a free style finale. So DJ, hit the beat. It's prime time, a double down tonight. Always grind and shine. One more time, this was the show. Now we got to go. See ya later, alligator. Make sure to leave a comment in the chat. I like you even if you're skinny or you're fat. I love you so much, your booty I will touch. Just come to the studio. I'm right here every day. I'll vaccinate you if you're straight or gay. I love you 